0: Welcome to the Man in the Mirror Bible Study Podcast. Today we are continuing our series, looking at the book of James. Our message this week is on the rules of the road. And our speaker is Pat Morley, author and founder of Man in the Mirror.
1: Good morning, men. So we are in this uh, series on the wisdom of James. And before we get going, we always give a shout out to the guys that join us online. So would you do that with me on the count of three? One, two, three. Hurrah. Welcome, guys. We're glad to have uh, you join us today. Today's message is titled The Rules of the Road for Doing Good Deeds. You know, Christians are a, a peculiar group of people. We're the ones that uh, feed the hungry, and we uh, clothe the poor, and we shelter the homeless. We are kind to strangers. We forgive our enemies. And uh, this is the discussion topic for this morning in the book of James. And uh, the first thing I want to talk about is how Luther called James, quote, an epistle of straw, an epistle of straw. And so the issue that Martin Luther was having, well, let me tell you a little bit about Martin Luther that you already know. I I went through a phase a few decades ago where I watched a couple of movies and read a couple books and things like that, really got into Luther. And uh, it was interesting because he was uh, apparently riding on a horse one day and a lady almost struck him, struck right next to him. and, And he was terrified and he, he pledged to God that if God would spare his life, that he would become a monk and devote himself to God. And he did. <laughs> and he became a, a professor at uh, the University of Wittenberg in Germany. And in 1512, uh, he was a... Today, we would say that he's OCD. He had apparently all of the uh, compulsions and obsessions of a uh, of a person who has has... Uh, a, an OCD diagnosis today he was very obsessive about uh, and ritualistic about his prayers and his uh rituals because he was he was riddled with guilt and spiritual unrest and he couldn't find peace with god and he was reading romans chapter 1 verse 17 uh, one day in his studies and uh, he read that the 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 righteous uh the just shall live by faith by faith and he had his epiphany is his really his conversion. He was already doing the works of God, but he had his conversion to faith in Jesus and it radically transformed his life in 1512. And uh, then, of course, a couple years later, some of you would know that he tapped the 95 theses, criticisms of, of the existing church order uh, on the door uh, of the Wittenberg Church. And uh, his issue and this, by the way, is a, a mezzotint, mezzo-e-Z-Z-O-T-I-O-T drawing of Martin Luther from about 1750, uh, almost 300 years ago, hangs on my wall. I actually have nine mezzotints. I, I was my, my wife and daughter, and I were in Oxford, uh, England, and at a little uh, little art shop called Sanders. And I discovered that this drawer with all these mezzotints and so I was able to pull out nine of the the, the reformers. Actually, I pulled out eight. I've got a fake one of Calvin, but I, I got I have nine reformers, and I have them all framed in the colors of the spectrum of the rainbow uh, in my office, and because this was the this was a, a, a huge moment in the life, in the history of our church, and uh, Erasmus was the. The, the The first reformer he was the prince of the Humanists, and Luther was his student. Luther went off in a different direction and then others went different directions, so it was a very yeasty time. but Luther, because of because of the uh, experience that he had with the guilt riddled works that he had done, when he finally discovered that that it's not by works but by faith you know that you're saved, then he read. James and and saw the emphasis on, on deeds and James, and he called it an epistle uh, of straw. And his issue was that Luther thought that James' emphasis on works undermined Luther's doctrine of what has become known as justification by faith alone. Justification by faith alone. What is justification? This is another word. Uh, so all of these different... Uh, okay, so if you are right with God and going to heaven and all the things that are involved in a relationship with God, it is what it is. But, but you know, I've just put, I just, this is spontaneous. Here's a chair, all right? Now, if I ask you over here to describe that chair, you're going to describe it one way. If I ask you over there to describe this chair, you're going to say something else. And if I ask you to describe it, you're going to describe it another way. And I'm not going to understand what you're talking about because this is my point of view on the chair. So, it's, the cheer is what it is, but we have different ways of talking about it. And that's what our relationship with God is. So, justification by faith alone, that's uh, justification is one way to talk about it. salvation, redemption. There are lots of different synonyms, but they're all trying to describe uh, one thing or maybe different nuances, different ways of thinking about one thing, but the thing is what it is. Okay, all right. So, anyway, so Luther is very concerned about this and he called James an epistle of <laughs> straw. Well, um, Let's see why he did that. So here in James chapter 2, verse 14, where we begin, there are three rhetorical questions. Now, I'm calling them rhetorical. Uh, they're, they're real questions, but uh, what is a rhetorical question? It's, 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 it's a question that you ask either to make a point or to create a dramatic effect. You're not really asking the person, you're asking the question to give you an answer. And the I, I think that it would be best to understand these as rhetorical questions. That doesn't mean they're not real questions, just that James is making an argument here, creating an argument here, and he asks these questions. So, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save them? That's his first question. Can such a faith save them? And you can see why Luther might be uh, have his uh, ears prick up here since he's, You know, he's done all these works and didn't save him, you know, and so now he's saved and he's really wanting to protect his justification by faith alone, so can such a faith save him? And then he gives an illustration. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, this is James talking now, the brother of Jesus, the, uh, the, the vicar of the church in Jerusalem, uh, leader of the leader of the church. <clears throat> Suppose the brothers sisters without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, "Go in peace, keep warm and well fed," but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? That's the second rhetorical question. Now it's something just a sidebar here. Uh, what do you do about what do you do about panhandlers? What do you do about intersection beggars? I mean, everybody has a guilt about that, right? And there's a science here, you know, gypsies, you know, it's, it's kind of like the gypsy culture, you know. There's a culture there. And by the way, some of the some, there's some thought process that there, some of these panhandlers are, are connected like gypsies are connected in a community. And uh, But who who knows what the reality is. But here's the thing. They're not brothers and sisters. You don't have a responsibility to help because of this text, because of this text, it doesn't make you responsible to help panhandlers, people who are begging in public places. That's the definition of a panhandler. So just a thought there, sidebar. Suppose a brother, it doesn't mean you don't have to help them, but it, it doesn't mean you do have to help them. See what I'm saying? Uh, if you're in a position to do it and you feel led by the Holy Spirit, great. But, you know, if you're either not in a position or don't feel led by the Holy Spirit or both, then don't. Okay. Okay. Uh, me i i just i lie <laughs> i i'll just be honest with you i just lie i just i just i just don't want to get into the emotional uh, grind of it so i just always say the same thing is that sorry i don't have any cash now i i do have cash god forgive me but that's just that's me so am i a bad person probably okay <laughs> um but i don't feel obliged to 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 give I have I have ways that I'm circulating money in more effective ways to meet the needs of the people than by giving it out randomly. On that now that doesn't mean every now and then I feel like motivated. once every couple of years I'm still motivated to give. You know, I gave somebody. You know, I remember gave gave somebody fifteen dollars one day. Uh, he was standing in the place that nobody would ever stand, and I figured, well, he's that stupid. He really needs the money. And so, um, suppose the brothers sisters without okay. So that's the second. That was just a joke. That was just a joke. Uh, and then the principle in James here in verse 17, in the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by works or by action, is, is dead. That's the principle. Faith by itself, not accompanied by action, is dead. Well, you can see why Luther's a little upset right now at this point, right? So what is this text about and not about? Okay, you might want to take a picture of this because it's too much to write down. This is a text about helping to meet the physical needs of people with whom you have relationships. See, it's it's not, if you see a stranger who's in need, help them. Now, there there are some other passages that deal with that, but this passage is not not dealing with that. This passage is dealing about people with whom you have relationships, a brother or sister, and that would mean uh, somebody who's in your, who's in your community of faith, all right? It's not a text about how to earn or lose salvation. That's not the purpose of the text. It's, but what happens because you're saved. This is not a text about how to earn or lose salvation or justification or redemption or whatever, but what happens because you're saved. And then the third point here is that faith is the cause of salvation, good deeds are the effect of salvation. Now, honestly, if you can figure figure that out, it's taken me 40 years to figure that out. If you can figure that out and understand that, you'll be good, okay? But I'm going to help you a little bit along the way. So here's the issue. The Church has constantly battled the idea of performance-based salvation. Ever since, for time immemorial and still today, the Church battles against performance-based salvation. In two ways to earn it and to lose it we're constantly there's a constant debate about how you how you how you uh gain salvation earning it by doing good deeds by performing to either make god happy or avoid his wrath and then to keep it uh you know once saved always saved uh can you lose your salvation that kind of thing these are these are that's a performance-based salvation too. you know, you can use your, use your salvation so you have, need to keep up the works. That's what Luther was really upset about and concerned about, and why he didn't like James and all. but, but honestly, I, 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 we have the advantage of looking back over several hundred years, and uh, the, 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 the additional work that's been done on this since that, uh, if Luther lived in our day, he would say, James is, James is cool. James is five. But it was just in the early days of, of, of thinking about uh, justification by faith alone. In fact, it's his idea. Uh, actually, it's not his idea. It's Paul's idea. Actually, it's not his idea. It's Jesus' idea. Actually, it's not his idea. Yeah, it's just always been this way. Even in the Old Testament, grace, received by grace, not through, not through works. And we're going to look at that here in a moment. So uh, Philip Melanchthon was uh, Luther's lieutenant. And uh, and so Luther was questioning the canonicity of James. In other words, it's <laughs> he was questioning the, the legitimacy of including James in the Bible. But Melanchthon, his lieutenant, was able to help uh, bridge the gap, and he came up with this idea that justification is by faith alone, but not by a faith that is alone. And this this helped uh, you know take Luther's hand on the one hand and the other. James hand on the other hand and get them to kiss and make up. And so, but it's just an affirmation. Justification is by faith alone. All right. It's by faith, but not by faith that is alone. In other words, it's accompanied by works. And uh, you might want to take a picture of that too. By the way, that's another mezzotint uh, on my wall. <laughs> I don't know what that little white spot is. I, I could need to check my, uh, I don't know how, uh, what that is. Hopefully, that's just a light thing, and not a blemish on the print. You know, a reflection off the glasses. Uh, Hopefully. I don't know. First time I saw that. All right. So the big idea today is this. Good deeds are not about how you're saved. Good deeds are not about how you're saved. They're what happened because you're saved. Let me say it again. Good deeds are not about how you're saved. They're what happened because you're saved. All right. And you can take a picture, write it down. We'll come back to it a couple of times if you don't get it right now. And then the second thing here to talk about today is how are faith and deeds entwined? Because they certainly are entwined. Uh, you know, they're kind of like, uh, uh, they're almost like two sides of the same coin. And I'm going to show you how. In James 2 18, uh, there's an ob- the objections that people might have to James' point are answered. Verse 18, but someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without your deeds. And I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that, and shudder. And so, uh, I will show you my faith by my deeds. Doesn't mean that he, he, you see. He's not really. He's not. He's not creating a requirement that you have to do deeds to be faith. To, to be to have faith. He's just saying that heh, I want to show you my faith you you're going to recognize my faith by by what I do because I have the faith that's what he's saying here and then an, an example from Abraham, you foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless and by the way, when he says faith without word uh, works is dead or faith without deeds is is dead um it again this is uh um, rhetorical he's not saying faith without faith without deeds means you'll lose your salvation. He never says that. He never actually says that. He says evidence that faith without deeds is useless. It's useless. It's not a value. He's not saying that faith without deeds means you lose your salvation. He's not saying that. But, but Luther thought he probably, I don't, I don't want to speak for Luther, but it seems like Luther probably thought he was. And then he gives his illustration, was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar, question mark? You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. He he said, Father, I believe you. And then he acted on it. Uh, Tex Johnston, the famous Boeing test pilot, had a plaque on his wall. He says, one test is worth a thousand opinions. So you can have your opinions about it, but you know if you test it out, you know take it out, and that's what Abraham did. He took his son and and uh, and he acted on his faith. By the way, I should I don't have time for this, but Tex Johnson, he was he was a a big fighter pilot, and when they came out with the uh, the jet, the Boeing came out with the first jet, whatever it was, seven twenty seven or whatever it was. But the first jet, uh, the CEO of Boeing asked him to take it out. And uh, for a demo run uh, over some, I, I didn't look this up, so I'm recalling this from, you know, 10-year-old memory, but uh, um, because it's spur of the moment, right? But anyway, so uh, over this bay, this big bay, I think up in Washington somewhere, and the press was all gathered, you know, it was the unveiling of the first jet, commercial jet airliner. And so Tugs Johnson flies over the bay and he does a barrel roll. He does a barrel roll, and he flies out. You know, then he comes back, and he does a second barrel roll in this jet. And the CEO of Boeing is living He said, "What in the world were you doing?" He said, "I was trying to sell your airplane." Think about it. Yeah, one. Yeah. So one test anyway here is worth a thousand opinions. You know, what you what you do is the proof of what you believe. Certainly, text Johnson, if that thing would roll. Have the scripture is fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God. It was credited to him as righteousness. This is the, the, this is the scripture out of Genesis 15 that I think is verse 5. I didn't look that up either, but I think this is uh, Genesis 15, 5, which is considered to be the foundation of the Christian faith. Abraham believed God, and he it was credited to him is righteous. We believe, we have faith in Jesus. Uh, Abraham, when he believed God, was he believing in Jesus? You bet he was. What do you mean? Jesus wasn't born. Well, yeah, but Jesus existed. He's the part of the eternal Godhead. So Abraham believed in the Jesus of history, of, 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 of prophecy. Abraham believed in the Jesus of prophecy. We believe in the in the Jesus of history. But don't make any mistake about it. Abraham believed in Jesus, and it was credited to him as righteousness. All right, you got it? And then 24, you see that a person is considered righteous by what they do, and not by faith aloud. All right? Another example, James 2, 25. In the same way, even not was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and... Uh, sent them off in a different direction. So she did a good deed, and she and her whole household were saved. Reiteration of the principle, verse 26, you know, to bookend it, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. I tried to come up with a good analogy. I couldn't come up with one. Uh, but the body without the spirit being dead is pretty good. You know, I don't think I could come up with, you know, what good is an engine without a car, you know? And so anyway, uh, so faith without deeds is dead. So there are some related scriptures in the Bible, uh, many of them, uh, just, to, to, just to 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 uh, dust across the tops of these mountains, okay? Jesus said, away from me, I never knew you. And you could take a picture of that of those verses if you want to, Matthew 7, 21, and follow of it, uh, if, you know, he said, uh, pe- people said, you know, we prophesied in your name, we did uh, all these good deeds and so forth. And Jesus said, "Away from me! I never knew you." Whoa, 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 what is he talking about? Whoa, 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 whoa! What is, he, what is he talking about? Well, you see, it's possible to do good deeds but not have faith. And you see, you, you know, you you see this, you you've seen this all the time. And so you can do you can do good deeds. Lots of people do good deeds, do good deeds in the name of God, but they don't have faith. And so Jesus was, in this particular instance, he was he's not he's not saying that if you're saved. Uh, you're, you're, you, 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 what, what he was saying is that if you don't, you can be doing good deeds and still not have salvation. And then Jesus uh, talked about the man who buried his bag of gold in Matthew 25. And uh, he uh, he was given gifts to do good deeds and he didn't do good deeds. And he was condemned to eternal. He was eternally condemned for that. Uh but but the reason that if you look at all of the scripture the reason that he didn't use his bag of gold that he didn't do good deeds the reason he wasn't condemned because he didn't do good deeds he was condemned because he didn't have enough faith to do the good deeds okay jesus when did we feed you in matthew 25 a little further down the sheep and the goats he's going to separate you know at the end sheep from the goats and you know these sheep called in and, you know, when did we feed you? When did we clothe you? When did we visit you? And all these things. And he said, well, when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. Is Jesus saying that deeds then are enough to be saved? No, he's not. He's saying, he's just saying that the the, the people of faith, people of faith do these kinds of things. And these are the evidences that you have the faith. Peter said, oh, Jesus said, you will always have the poor among you. And John 12, verse 8. So there are always going to be panhandlers. There are always going to be street beggars. There are always going to be people that can't get the can't, can't get it together. We want to help them. We want to, especially if, if we can help um, reputable, either ourselves and as individuals or reputable, reputable organizations like Jim Long back here, you know, has this, he's, this, this, uh, Food insecurity problem in our in our community. Uh, you know he's 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 either the leader or a leader of that entire movement. He's pulled together a coalition of all the people that are trying to feed feed the feed the hungry in our community. Nobody's going hungry in our community. There's a lot of food insecurity. There's a lot of food insecurity in our community, but nobody's going hungry thanks to people like Jim Long. You see, so uh, but we're always going to have them among us. So just an opportunity of good deeds, Peter. Uh, was going up to the temple, he and John, and uh, a beggar said, you know, looked at him, and he's cured there every day and laid down by some people. and He, he stared, you know, Peter stared at him. You know, he, the, the guy thought he was going to get some money from Peter. Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I give you. So, you know, you, you, know, you don't have to always do the good deed, give the money. There are other things that you, you can do uh, to help people. You can pray for them. Um, that might be an interesting thing to do for uh, intersection beggars, you know, or you might want to give them a, a bottle of cold water. I've done it a couple of times. Uh, I, don't, I, it, I, I I tried. I was trying to come up with some kind of habit, and it turned out to be was just like works righteousness. So I I was just trying to. I don't know. I was trying to perform. You know, I was trying to perform. So I started taking water bottles. And I said, "This is stupid. I don't really care that much." Um, <clears throat> So let's just be honest, you know. All right. And then in 1 Corinthians 3, verses 11 to 15, uh, uh, you know, uh, no one can lay any foundation other than Christ. And, uh, and then you build on that foundation with, uh, you know, gold, silver, costly stones, or wood, hay, and stubble. And if you build with wood, hay, and stubble, it says you're still going to be saved. But you will be saved only as one escaping through the flames. So you're not going to live in the same neighborhood as some of the rest of us. You know, if you don't do good deeds, you're not going to lose your salvation. But you're you're going to you know you're going to be way way down in the neighborhood. You know, you think you might be living up in the gated community now, but you're going to be living down in the ghetto in heaven. You know, that's kind of what that's about. All right. So and then and then First Timothy five eight to not provide for relatives is to deny the faith. And this this is so so the the, the bigger principle that James is talking about is you know uh, providing for the needs of, the, of brothers and sisters, but Paul goes even further, he says, to, to not, if you don't provide for your relatives, you're worse than an unbeliever. He's not, I don't think he actually, it's, it's to deny the faith. He's, it's a rhetorical device. I'm not sure Paul is say, trying to say that that means you're not a believer. I don't really think that, but he, he's denying the You're denying the faith that you do have if you don't take care of your relatives, you see? And, uh, all right, so the big idea here, and by the way, I, we, we went over that very quickly. If, if this is of interest to you, you might want to listen to this again, because uh, this, is, this is the accumulated, this is everything I've got uh, in 30 minutes after 40 years of thinking about it. I've thought a lot about it, too, because, uh, you know, I, I, was the, I was the guy early on who, uh, who, who was, was so ashamed and guilt-ridden because of all the things that I had done. I, I knew that I was saved by faith, but then I figured that it was up to me to prove that God hadn't made a mistake. And so I, I, my first phase of Christianity was all works righteousness, trying to prove it, to prove to God that he, I was worthy of the of the faith that I had already received Because I, I, I'm not sure I thought I would lose it or not. I don't really remember, but I, I, I know that I didn't feel worthy of it, and I wanted to prove. But anyway, that's. The big idea, good deeds are not about how you're saved, they're what happened because you're saved. And then the final piece here, what this means to us. So here, here's a, uh, you didn't see that? I heard a moan there, <laughs> what this means to us. Okay, got it? All right. Uh, faith and good deeds, all right? These are four constructions, and these are not mine. Uh, I, I got the Mercy scroll when I was in seminary 30 years ago when it was. And I, I, it's one of those things, you see it and boom, you remember it, you never forget it. So I just did this from memory. But uh, and uh, <clears throat> So he might have used the word justification. I can't remember. But anyway, we're using the word salvation today. Faith equals salvation. That's one way of thinking about it. I believe, therefore I'm saved. Uh, I, I don't need to do any good deeds. Well, we'll, we'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, I do good deeds. Uh, you know, people... Why do you, why do you think you're going to heaven well I'm a, basically I'm a good person you know, I try to be good you know, you've heard that one before and the third construction is faith plus good deeds equals salvation I yeah I I have faith but I also need to do good deeds I can't be saved if I don't have both and then the third uh, four final construction is faith which is the correct one faith equals salvation plus good deeds okay I believe just uh, and this is this is Luther's point we're justified by faith alone, uh, I believe, and therefore I'm saved, but it's not by a salvationist, Melanchthon said, justification by faith alone, but, but not by faith that is alone. And so it's accompanied by good deeds, all right? So uh, now let's take uh, take it and look at that and turn that uh, into both, both beliefs and practices for you for you and me, the application piece of this. First of all, it's to believe correctly. And and so faith equals salvation. I put sometimes up there. Well, why did I do that? Well, thief on the cross, right? Never had a chance to do good deeds. Deathbed conversions, you know. Okay, so so sometimes faith does equal salvation. Um, uh, so you you don't want to you don't want to make that theological error. But you know, if somebody becomes a a believer at 20 and never does anything to serve God. You know, then that's a different deal. So good deeds equal salvation. The answer to that, of course, is no. That's a red light. Sometimes faith equals salvation. Sometimes that's a yellow light. Good deeds equal salvation. That's a red light. Uh, a red light. Faith plus good deeds equal salvation. That's a no. That's that's a hard. That's a hard. That's a hard stop there. That's a hard no. Um, and uh, and then the 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 correct formulation from just reading these scriptures that we've been talking about today and others is that faith. Faith equals salvation plus works, plus good deeds. And so that's a green light, all right? With me? And then so just in terms of practices, so Jesus said, away from me, I never knew you. <clears throat> just be careful that when you do your good deeds, that you're doing them from a heart of faith, all right? Because you believe in Jesus, all right? And second, Jesus, the man who buried his bag of gold. If God has given you gifts, spiritual gifts uh, or finances or whatever, uh, and and you ha- and you are a person of faith. Uh, don't fall into the trap of denying your faith and burying, uh burying your what you've been given. You know, use it liberally. Uh, Jesus, when did we feed you? You know, so uh, that's pretty fr- pr- pretty cool. You know, f- you know, feeding the feeding the homeless, sheltering uh, sh- uh, sh- sheltering the homeless, feeding the poor, uh, all these different things that he talks about in that text and then peter says silver and gold have i none uh, but what i have i uh, do uh, what i do have i give you now peter made the lame man walk i can't make the lame man walk you know but i can say a prayer for the intersection beggar um wood hay straw escaping through the flames uh just make make sure that you're giving god your best uh just like uh, all the way back to cain and abel you know one provided the the good offering one kind of gave the second best you know give your give give your best and then I'll see you in the in the in the, in the nice neighborhood up, up up upstairs. And then finally, to not provide for the relatives is deny the faith. Uh, you know, if you uh, have somebody in your family and they're they're struggling. By the way, Christian or not Christian, that that's not the issue. They're they your relative. the The issue is not their their faith status. You know, are they? Do they believe like you believe? You know, they need you. And uh, God has put us in families for a reason. And so that's uh, uh, family first. This is, the, this, is, this, is the, this is the family first verse, okay? Take care of your family first. So that's it. Uh, some of the practices and the beliefs that you can have. The big idea today, good deeds are not about how you're saved. Uh, they're about what happens because you are saved. All right, I know you probably have lots of questions. You can work on those with your group today. Uh, let's have a quick prayer. Jesus, thank you for the, uh, the word. Thank you for uh, the clarity that your word uh, uh, brings about, but only after careful study and, and thought. And then uh, we pray that you would help the men today sort of flesh out the applications of this for themselves. And we ask this in your
0: name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find the Man in the Mirror Bible Study wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on our YouTube page. If you have found this helpful, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and share the podcast with friends. Since 1986, Man in the Mirror has been teaching the Bible, helping us reflect deeply as men and apply God's truth to our lives. This Bible study is recorded in front of a live audience every Friday morning outside of Orlando, Florida. If you need help navigating your life or leading other men, please go to maninthemirror.org and check out our vast library of Bible study videos, blogs, and articles on Christian growth and leadership. There are plenty of resources you can use to grow in your faith and help others grow too. At maninthemirror.org, you will find books written just for men, helpful materials for your church's ministry to men, and even a potential career in men's discipleship. If you're a man personally struggling in life, or you need help in discipling men, please send us an email at, Bible study at and let us know how we can help.